This podcast is brought to you by Church of Living Waters. Find out more information at colw.info. We hope you enjoy this week's message. We're all here uh, to honor you uh, because you've been the honorable one in our life. You've been faithful and every good thing has come from you. And Father, there's not a, a good thing we can think of in all of our lives that did not come from you. And Father, uh, what we receive today, we receive is from you, from heaven. And we thank you for uh, our Lord, our King, Jesus Christ, Lord, who is that open door in that way continually for us. Thank you, Lord, for ever living to make intercession for us for being faithful in all of your house. And Lord, faithful in every generation. Lord, there's not one thing you've missed. There's nothing that you overlooked. There's nothing you skipped. There's not one person. There's not one time or one season that you skipped that you're not watching over Jerusalem like the mountains surround Jerusalem. You surround your people. And Lord, we praise you because we're part of what you're doing. And Lord, we don't want you to follow us. Lord, we listen and look to you so you can plug us into what you're doing in this hour in our homes, in our lives, in our communities, in this world, and within your church. We give you the praise. We give you the glory today for the precious blood of the Lamb covers us. We bless you now for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for your Holy Spirit today helping us and our little ones to receive the things that you freely give to all of your children. Open blinded eyes and deaf ears, Lord, and harden hearts, soften our hearts, tenderize our hearts to be more receptive, to be more uh, encouraged, and to be more filled with all that's of you. We praise you for it. We thank you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Celebrating today uh, our little sister that's getting uh, married, Sister Renee, uh, most of you know. Uh, so my wife is and daughter and kids are with them over there helping, uh, you know, do the decorations and all of that. So um, just real happy today about that, uh, celebrating today. Uh, God is moving in the places that where you know about and the things that you don't know about he's moving Amen. there i want to open up to the book of genesis chapter one just share a few moments today about get in the spirit Come on. no matter what the problem no matter what the situation no matter what's going on no matter what enemy there might be no matter what mountain you're facing no matter what personal struggle no matter what worldly struggle no matter who you're trying to reach the solution and answer was is always will be get in the spirit this is primarily to uh, a born-again believer there is a way into the spirit for the unbeliever through the new birth only through christ is the only way in the spirit but this message get in the spirit is not just for the unsaved To say, you know, a man saying, I don't know why I'm still a heroin addict, why I'm still drinking, why I'm still depressed. Of course, you tell them the gospel, that God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. They don't know the dynamics, they don't know any theology. 
what happens the moment they turn to Christ and believe in him, God honors his word. He doesn't say, well, first, uh, Miha, son or daughter, you got to get a better education uh, in the Bible and then I'll save you. The moment they turn to Christ and believe, they are translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear son. And they're also taken out of the realm of themselves into the realm of what the Bible calls in the spirit. Scripture may call it in Christ. When you read things like rejoice in the Lord, that's what he's saying. Get in the spirit. We pray in the spirit. We worship in the spirit. We make war in the spirit. Though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Our warfare is in the spirit. The devil is not in the least bit intimidated by who you are in the natural. He's not struggling at all about your bank account or your education or if you've been pumping iron in the gym. It does not bother him at all. The only thing that shakes him up is who you are in the spirit. Who you are in God's view who you are according to Christ, who you are by God's design and by God's grace, and it's called in Scripture, in the Spirit. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, we read this from the very beginning. It's written, in the beginning, God created, not man. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was on the face of the deep and here it is and the spirit of God everywhere you see emptiness voidness darkness hopelessness no purpose total emptiness void there vanity Every place you see that disruption or that mangled mess, the confusion of man or this world, every place you will see from the beginning, the Spirit of God there. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. This principle was not just about creation. It was written down. God did not have to share any of this with us. He did not have to tell us about the devil. He did not have to tell us about a heaven and a hell. He did not have to tell us about anything. He did not have to share. None of us were there when he created the universe and the stars and the sun and the moon. But he chose to put this down to give us a message. And it's the same message of salvation wherever there's darkness, wherever there's a void. And this is not just that lost unsaved or unbeliever. This is for the, the believer, the Christian or the born-again child of God who's at a time of confusion or emptiness or darkness or feeling discouraged. And the Spirit of God was there. And the message of God is this. Get in the Spirit. Turn to me and believe. It is your God-given right. If you've been born again by the Spirit of God and you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, it is your right from heaven. The Spirit is available. I want to look at this according to this example God gave in Numbers, the book of Numbers chapter 11. 
Numbers chapter 11, verse 14. Listen to these words. This is not a false prophet speaking. This is not someone you're not aware of. Every person has heard of this man of God, Moses. Numbers eleven fourteen. I am not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. And he had just finished telling God many other things like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you treating me like this? Why did you put all these problems in front of me? Why are you having me carry them like a mother does her nursing child? Uh, just, you know what, verse 15, if you treat me like this, please just kill me right here and now. We were singing a while ago in faith here and now. This was the other side, this unbelief coming in. Just here and now, just kill me, God, because if this is how it is, and this is a man who believes, this is a man whom the Bible says there was no one so humble, meek on the earth as this man. You know what meek is? It means you're going one direction and God can deal with you and turn you around another direction. There was no man on earth to ever be so teachable and receptive to the dealing of God. And God at the 80 years old to tell him go back to Egypt. This man is struggling so much and God reveals it in the Old Testament to speak to his people in the last days. This was written down for you. Say for me. This was written down for you. There's not one of you in here that this escapes. He says, look, I'm asking for favor. He's not asking for a new house, a car. He said, just kill me. That's, give me grace and just kill me right here and now. This man's discouraged. This man's beat up. He says, and don't let me see my wretchedness. Somehow, in the Old Testament, Moses had a revelation that outside of the Lord, outside of his grace, He's a wretched man. He's a sinner. Some people try to change words and songs like amazing grace that save a wretch. And they say, don't say wretch. That's too strong. But Moses had a revelation. No, outside of you, Lord, if you're not covering me, I'm just a wretched man. And, and don't let me. It'd be better to die than for me to just be who I am without you. And it's, it's a stirring and it's speaking to our hearts. God is telling him, Moses, get in the spirit. Look at verse 16. The Lord said to Moses, gather to me 70 men of the elders of Israel, whom you know to be the elders of the people. Moses, this is important. What's going on right now? This is real important. In fact, it's going to be recorded. I'm going to document this. What you're saying, what you're going through, I'm going to bring you out of it. It's going to be through the Spirit. I'm going to remind you. And I'm going to bring you out and cover you. And let me say, give you a, a spoiler alert if you've never read through this. Moses ends his life in complete peace and rest later. And joy and honey in the rock and todo paquete. He's got the blessing from God. He does not spend the rest of his life in God just kill me. This is a miserable life. He just, he, at this moment, he couldn't see. And look what the Lord does. Gather me 70 men, the elders of the people, 
put officers over them, bring them to the tabernacle that they may stand there with you. That's God's way always for the believer. Then I will come down and talk with you there and I will take of the spirit that is upon you. See, he's reminding him, it's my spirit. And I will put the same upon them. They shall bear the burden of the people with you that you may not bear it yourself alone. Moses, the answer is my spirit. I've anointed you. He's saying to all the people, God wants to get you in the spirit. When you're in that place where you're saying, kill me. I'm just through with this marriage. Or I'm just done being a mom or a dad. Or I'm just done in my Christian. I'm tired of fighting with this sin. God says, get in the spirit. Or get back in the spirit for some. He's saying, no, Moses, or my servant, my son, my daughter. You're there struggling, striving like the, the song that we've been singing this, everything this morning. It's saying, get in the spirit with me because who you are in the spirit is where I can work through you. Let's look a little further. Look at verse 24. Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord. And he obeyed. He gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people, placed them around the tabernacle. The Lord came down in the cloud, spoke to them, took the spirit that was upon him. Say the spirit. There it is. Without form, void, darkness, a man struggling, a woman struggling, and the spirit was there. And he placed it upon the 70 elders. And when the spirit rested upon them, that they prophesied, although they never did so again, meaning this is only in the spirit. And apart from the spirit, you don't operate in that. You don't flow in joy. You don't flow in peace. You don't flow in compassion, especially for those that have hurt you. You don't flow in faith and courage and boldness and a spirit that's willing to fight when, when all hell has broken loose against you and your family and those around you. You don't flow in that except in the spirit because they never did so again. Only when the spirit was upon them, they began to prophesy. What are they speaking? They're speaking the mighty wonders and mysteries and power in faith of an almighty God. They're standing boldly, not in the flesh, in the spirit, not in themselves, but in what God has given them in the spirit. This is God's will for every born again believer. Some say, well, that was Moses or, you know, Elijah. They don't understand the anointing that was upon Elijah. That's upon that's part of the prayer we're praying this morning. God has prophesied the same anointing upon Elijah, upon his church in this last hour. An anointing that brings recovery and restoration where there is no hope. An anointing that stands bold and believes God's plan in this hour. We know it's not a game, but speaking the words that Pastor Darren said, God's game. He doesn't toy with anyone, but the devil, he has a game. He's toying with everyone. God's game, meaning that his rules, what he's doing, his victory. Any church problems, the answer is get in the spirit. Any marriage problems, the answer is get in the spirit. 
any personal sin or hindrance problems, the answer is get in the spirit. It's not who you are in yourself. This is every member. I want to show you this. Matthew chapter 11. Would you turn there just a moment? Because some think, well, this is for the real anointed people. They have books or they preach on TV. They're, they're great speakers or they're talented musicians or all these other things. Or they have a lot of money. They can bless the poor in other countries. Matthew chapter 11 Verse 11, Jesus said, Assuredly, I say to you, among those born of women, there has not risen one greater than John the Baptist. But even he who is least in the kingdom of heaven, that's in the spirit, is greater than he. For those that say, well, John the Baptist, yeah. Well, Elijah, yeah. Well, Sarah, Mary, the mother of Christ. Well, Hannah. Well, you know, these men like Samson. Man, would have liked to have had his anointing. Man, Joseph, look at Joseph, what he did. He says, there's never risen another prophet or man in the natural birth greater than John the Baptist. But I tell you that in the spirit, in Christ Jesus, through the new birth, even the very least in the body of Christ, no matter who you are, who you think you are, who you think you're not, in the body of Christ, even the least is greater than he in the spirit. For in Christ Jesus, there's neither male nor female, bond nor free, Roman, Scythian, uh, slave, barbarian, uh, all those things, none of those cultures, none of your nationality, none of who you were raised under, none of that matters because in the spirit of Christ, you're given the same victory, the same place. This is why God says over and over when it comes to heavy battles, stand. What's he talking about? Stand. It's not just physical. What if a man's crippled or have no legs? How could he stand? It's a spiritual thing. Stand in the spirit. Get in the spirit. What I promised you, it's by faith. That's why the scripture says, check yourself if you be in the faith. That's what it means if you be in the spirit. Wait a second. See, the devil can put, it's almost like a, uh, like a, a, a spell upon you. And the only way I can describe it, I'm not saying you're physically hypnotized, but you're thinking now like the natural, like before Jesus, like you're just here. That's when we start looking around to see what others have, what we don't have, how God's using someone else and not us. And we're there all, and God says, get in the spirit. We start getting tired of sharing Jesus and testifying and all that. God, why don't you just kill me? I'm of no use anyhow. We're not doing anything great. God says, get in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. This is such an amazing revelation. Look at verse 12. From the days of John the Baptist, Matthew 11:12, until now the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. The devil's not attacking who you are in the natural. My son the other day, he goes, is it true? Because he went to a, a children's church somewhere and someone had taught him about turning the water into wine. 
Is it true that Jesus said, it's not my time to do miracles yet? I said, he said, it's not my time. Yes, he said that. I said, and right after that, he performed a miracle. What he was saying was, I don't move on my own. As a man, Christ came down. I only do what my father shows me. I only speak what he says and it's not my time. And right after that, the Spirit led him and said, call them, tell them to do this and that. Fill the pots with water. And the miracle happened of turning the water into wine. Christ moved by the Spirit. People didn't recognize him. Because in the flesh, he was just a common, even the Bible says he wasn't even handsome. That's what it says. He had no attractiveness. I'm not saying... He was completely ugly. He was just so common, just basic. But in the spirit, when the demons recognized him, the Holy One of God. But that's in the spirit. Say in the spirit. You have to understand when you're under this attack and you're being surrounded, it's the kingdom of heaven. For all the prophets, verse 13, and the law prophesied until John. That includes Moses. And if you are willing to receive it, he is Elijah who is to come. Not a reincarnated Elijah, but the spirit that was prophesied in Malachi. John made it very plain. I am not Elijah. He was John the Baptist. But the anointing and the spirit and the prophecy that was prophesied to turn the hearts of the parents or elders or older to the younger and think about the younger generation. That's what was happening on Saturday with this mother daughter uh, gathering this, this is the spirit of Elijah if you can hear that it's an awakening the flesh, the devil don't awaken you to think about your little cousins or your little nephew and niece and, and to think about is my life important to them, is my example the devil will never do that he might, uh, he might put you to sleep and make you think it doesn't matter with my life, I'm already dirty I'm already messed up uh, God, you might as well just kill me now. God says, get in the Spirit. Because it's through the Spirit He uses you. God does not rely upon anything of the natural. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Out of the Spirit comes forth miracles. Out of the Spirit comes forth things that we could never do. You think about a man like John the Beloved. They're all beloved, but he, he wasn't being proud when he said, the one that Jesus loves. He was saying, I, I believe. He was entered into rest. You think about him being 80 plus years in a dungeon. There, some island, Patmos. And he's over there. He's already served the Lord for years and years. He's seen the death of Jesus' earthly mother. He helped take care of her. He's been part of miracles. Revival, oh yeah, revival. Complete revival. And he's over there, chained up, locked up, ostracized. But he says, I was in the Spirit. Over 80 years old, but I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day. What are you going to do, old man? You're locked up over there. You're used. All the young ministers are now coming up and they're doing things out there. And he, but he's not, even, he's not worried about none of that. 
I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. He knew the answer was get in the spirit through faith. That's why we put that's why the Lord deals with all of us of putting away distractions and all that that's always trying to draw us into just the natural realm and not by faith who we are. He didn't know he was going to receive the the revelation, the book of the revelation. He just rejoicing in the Lord. Praising him from the spirit, rejoicing in the spirit. It's so exciting. It just it, you could be there for days. Come on. Tears coming. You don't even know why. Why are you crying over there? I don't know. It looked crazy to others. My our, our son Benjamin the other last week. He he had been playing all day, so don't think we leave him in a corner when I say this, but he said, Daddy, he goes, I want someone to play with me. There have been people playing with him all day. I said, well, your brother and sister are doing school, and your mom's, she's packing and whatnot, getting things. And, and Daddy, he's got to go right now. I said, but uh, why don't you ask Jesus to play with you? He goes, but I want someone I can see to play with me. I said, well, can you see me? He goes, yeah. Who gave me to you? He goes, Jesus. I said, can you see your mom? Yeah. Who gave her to you? Jesus. Can you see your brother and sister? Yeah. Who gave them to you? He goes, Jesus. And he's like, where are we going with this? <laughs> I'm like, he gives you, he does give you all those things. But you can still ask him to play with you. You can still ask him. Might sound silly. <laughs> one day I was so stressed out. I mean, I was so stressed out. Not one day. It doesn't happen in one day. There was a day. No, it, it builds. See, there's little, little, thing, little things, the enemy. No, I was so stressed out. And I had to be at this meeting. There was going to be a, a great number of people. Much about like is in this room right now. Hadn't seen him in a while, and I knew that I would need to talk to a lot of them. And I sat at a bench, and I just said, Lord, they're all about to arrive on buses and all this. I said, please hide me. <laughs> God is witness. They all got off the buses, the vans, everything, and walked right past me. And like if I'm sitting there... They were, they were just like this, talking and everything, and, and, and just the, all of them. I'm right in the middle of all of it. Then I got a little bit like. It was one of those park benches, so across from me was another. Not that Jesus, you have to have a physical seat for him. No. But sometimes it helps you just to say, am I believing Jesus is with me? That's why he says, check yourself. If you be in the faith, my wife told me the other night, she said, feels like my heart's racing. Would you check my pulse? I'm not real good at that. So I was going all over her <laughs> neck and her, and just, I said, yeah, it seems a little fast, but your, your heart's beating. <laughs> you might be like that in your spiritual life, but the spirit, he'll help you find your lifeline, your faith. He'll help you. All he's got to see is you searching. All he's got to see is you looking. Uh, I, Lord, I need to get in the spirit. 
I need to get back to where who you made me. You, you, you don't have to physically find a place. Thank God you have that inner GPS, the Holy Spirit. Let's say this before we close, just for the sake of any of you that might not know. It sounds like foreign language to you. You, you have to be born again before you would even have the right. The death of Christ on the cross was giving not just forgiveness, but right to every man, a lost humanity, to come out of the lost humanity into the new creation before they die because it's appointed to men once to die and after that comes the judgment and Christ he made the way he is the way go with me to John chapter 3 for just a moment John chapter 3 if you read the book of John I want to encourage you to read it again alone with you and the Holy Spirit don't think it's a book for just new believers or a book you just tell people. When you're starting out, start with John. It is so full of riches, you'll never reach the end. You'll never be disappointed. John chapter 3, verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, this outwardly good moral man, most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born like born again? Jesus said, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter. He can't get in the Spirit. The kingdom of God, that's the spiritual kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So don't marvel. Don't be surprised that I say to you, you must be born again. Amen. Otherwise, you would never understand that God has given you that. You, would never, you could only look at who you are, who your dad was, who your mom was or is, and where you were born, your, what education, where you've come from. And he said, you'll never get it, whether you're rich or poor. No matter where you come from, you must be born again. This is by believing. Turn with me real quick to John chapter 4. I want to show you. He, he met this woman, and this woman immediately, it stirred up something spiritual in her, but she began to say, well, well what religion? What's the proper day to worship on? What mountain do you go? Your fathers do it this way. Our fathers, you know, I know your family does it like this. My family, we worship over here. Or you're Baptist. I know that we're Catholic. If you do it like this, we do it like that. Jesus said, woman, he said, it's not about this mountain or that mountain or men's forms. He says, God is a spirit and those that worship him, it's in the spirit. It's by believing. It's in truth. It's being honest of your faith in him. This woman, she got really blessed that day. I, I want to show you just a couple more scriptures. Go to John chapter 5. I won't spend a lot of time on them, but I want to mention them so that 
you hear it. John chapter 5, verse 16. See, this religion of man thing keeps people out of the spirit. For this reason, the Jews persecuted Jesus and sought to kill him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. But Jesus answered, My father's been working till now, and I've been working. Therefore, verse 18, the Jews sought even more to kill him because he not only broke the Sabbath, but he said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. So two things they mainly wanted to kill him. He's healing on the Sabbath, and we don't allow that. And he's making himself equal with God. We've got to kill him. They couldn't understand because only in the spirit can you see the greatness and the power and the majesty. Only, I don't mean because everybody else, sometimes if you're in a, prayer circle and everybody else kneels down you might do that you know or, or take your hat off or just to honor people nothing wrong with that but until you see the greatness and the power of who Jesus is not just some prophet or one of one of the many different religious leaders until in the spirit go down to verse 21 for as the father raises the dead and gives life to them even so the Son gives life to whom He will. For the Father judges no one, listen, but has committed all judgment to who? To who? Some people are like, I'm cool with Jesus, but not with the Father because He judges. Listen to me. The judge of the living and the dead is the Son that came from heaven to die for the sins of the world. And was raised from the dead and seated at the right hand of God. He will be the judge of the living and the dead. The devil knows it. The demons know it. In the spirit realm they know it. Do you know it? For one that puts in your heart a fear. But when you realize what he's done for you. It puts in your heart such a joy. Nothing can take it. Verse 23. So that all will honor the Son just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. I'm going to stop there. This message is not an isolated thing. Genesis 1, 1 and 2, you saw that where there was a mess and a problem, the Spirit, God brings it up. Who brings it up? Who brings it up? It's God Almighty brings up the Spirit immediately. Every time He brings up the Spirit. The Spirit was given as a gift, the most precious gift that could only be paid for by the blood of Christ. He says, I'm going to do more than just care for your daily needs. I'm going to give you my Spirit. And he's going to help you get in that rightful place. You're out of order. You're out of line. You're, you just seem to be, uh, you know, you're in a different kind of, you're just not lined up with God. You just feel purposeless in the church. God says, get in the spirit. First of all, you're a son of God. You're a daughter of God. That's where I rejoice is being a child of God. Nothing else. Only God can bring you to that. You know, God wants you to see, you and I, in this last hour, 
because things are getting a bit sticky. It's going to get worse. And God wants his people, I don't care of every tongue, tribe, and nation, to see the glorious, victorious, overcoming church that the gates of hell cannot prevail. That's why a prophet was praying, Oh, Lord, open the eyes of my servant because he doesn't understand when I say there's more with us than there are with them, this big army surrounding us, this, this uh, please open his eyes. And then his eyes are open and he sees the heavens filled. Now, this is not natural. This is not a dream. This is not a fantasy. He sees into the spirit realm. Horses cannot fly unless it's by the spirit and in the spirit. So this is not natural things. There's chariots and horses and warriors surrounding all around them of fire. It's not always, oh, Lord, open their eyes. How can they're so unbelieving they can't see? Sometimes it's with brokenness. Oh, God, open my daughter's eyes. Open my husband's eyes. Open this brother or sister's eyes. Oh, open the church's eyes. Oh, because he says, if you see a brother or sister and they've gotten out of the spirit, he says, I tell you, James chapter 5, if you get them back in the spirit and you help them to get back, the devil has deceived them and made them feel like they're just a worthless uh, Christian and like, you know, uh, they don't even count and they can't see that even the least in the body of Christ is greater than the greatest man that was ever walking this earth in the natural. I'm talking about John the Baptist. You say, what about Jesus? Jesus is the Lord from heaven who became a man. He didn't come down and, and just put on a show. He wore flesh and blood. And he died. So if you help a brother and sister get back in the spirit, you say, I don't know how to do that. That's true. Get in the spirit. It's who you are in the spirit. It's by your following Jesus. That's why we sometimes put aside everything and we just, we're going to worship Jesus. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you. I'm not going to tell you to kill me, God, but if it's, it's my time to go, I'm ready. It's not who I am in this flesh and blood. I'm of no use to my wife and kids, but in the spirit. God, open our eyes. Right? Especially in this hour. Can we get caught up, see, in ourselves? That's where the enemy wants us, caught up in ourselves. How could I witness? One guy told me, well, I can't reach the heroin addict on the street because I was a crackhead. I said, who told you that? That's not in the Bible. Who put that in you? You had to be a prostitute to reach prostitutes. You had to be, uh, was Jesus ever a heroin addict? Did he, was, was the Lord like this? It's the spirit of God that reaches people. Don't put yourself in that place with, if I could only... God, if you'd help me win the lottery, I'd really be a blessing in your church. God says, no, mijo, mijo, get in the spirit. I've already equipped you and made you who you need to be. Stop tripping on that. Let's all stand. Father, these aren't our words. These are your words.
The flesh profits nothing, but the words you speak are spirit and life. It's your spirit that gives life. Lord, when we've lost our way, it's always you that gets us back where we belong. Back to our rightful inheritance. Back seated with Christ in heavenly places. Back as a son and a daughter. Back as anointed by you. I will take the spirit on you and I will cause that spirit to come upon others. And my spirit on you, I will use to encourage your brothers and sisters. And when you get in the spirit, I will use you to stir up the spirit in others. And when you return to faith and fully trust me again, me how your life will be the blessing that I showed you that it is. You're not going to worry so much anymore about what, where you should have gone or what you should have done. Just let me work. This is the work of God that you believe in the one that he sent. Get in the spirit. Believe once again, those chains will fall off. That guilt, that shadow, that cloud over you has no more place. There's an open heaven above you. It's through the blood of Jesus. It's yours. It's already yours. I've not changed my mind. I've not changed my promise or my word to you. My gifts and callings are irrevocable. I will bring you out. And I will do it in the spirit. The Spirit of God's hovering over His church, over His body, over the broken pieces, over those that feel lost and confused. And He's here with mercy, and He's here with grace. I'm just going to be here in His presence. If you're led to the altar, or you're led. Anywhere right now. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We pray you were encouraged and would love to hear from you. For more information on Church of Living Waters, check out colw.info.